evolutionary.org episode 495. Steve Schmee and the mobster. How's it going, buddy? How you doing? Nice and sunny over here. We're ready to rock and roll. Let's hit it. Today we're gonna be doing a SARMS, our SARMS series. And today we're gonna be talking about Austrian MK2866. We're gonna talk about the doses, how to cycle it, the benefits, and the side effects. So this is gonna be a really interesting one. If you're ever curious about this one, or if you've used it before as well, you're gonna learn a lot on this one. So Austrian, also called Ostabolic MK2866, popular SARM, one of the more popular ones. SARMs are selective androgen receptor modulators, of course. And they're currently used by athletes to give us an edge, just like any performance-enhancing product or performance-enhancing drug out there or hormone. So regular gym rats are using Austrian, and up to Olympians are using Austrian, and professional athletes are using Austrian because we know that because they're getting busted for using Austrian. So we'll talk a little bit about some of the athletes that have gotten busted later on this podcast as well. So why do everyone use it? Boosting performance, obviously. And Osterine is good for gaining lean muscle mass, decent strength gains, helping with soft tissue injuries, and protecting muscle. And it doesn't cause horrible side effects like steroids can and will. So let's kind of get into this, officer. So the first thing with Osterine, it was one of the SARMs, and it's in clinical testing by GTX Pharma. First developed by one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world, Merck. And the idea behind it is they wanted to develop something with low side effects that you could take and help with muscle and bone wasting. And it's something that they want to put you on versus putting you on some of the more harsher drugs that are out there. Whether it be hormonal drugs, which have a lot of side effects, or even cookie cutter pharmaceutical drugs that you can walk into a drugstore and get a prescription for, which have bad side effects, especially with, you know, things like, you know, destroying your gut health and all that stuff that some of these drugs have. So another thing that it showed promising in studies is urination problems. And it's also been studied to help muscle wasting in those with cancers, especially lung cancer. So mobster, jump in here. One of the things that's interesting, Steve, as you say, there's there's a couple of points. Firstly, which Steve's already covered, is companies were looking for alternative to steroids because of the nature of uh, some of the more harsher uh, ailments, because like or Steve's already said, cancers coming with a bunch of side effects in and of themselves, never mind the actual medical condition itself. And then, of course, the medical treatments sometimes and quite often came with a bunch of obviously uh, horrible side effects to boot. I mean, the obvious example, Steve, as we know, radio and chemotherapy was people's hair falling out. And the fact that they feel, you know, just got awful, never mind the fact you've got this medical condition, the treatment made you unwell. The treatment made you feel unwell. So the idea, and it's a fantastic idea, of developing a uh, pharmaceutical which doesn't have all these side effects and, you know, uh, requires less harsh treatment is the, the, the thing to do. Now, the wonderful benefit of all of these things quite often was, and it's specific to selective androgen receptor modulators, that we saw again and again and again um, muscle being added, or quite often, Steve, with no changes in body weight, a loss of body fat, which meant there's muscle being added and body fat was being lost. Now, that's fantastic. The one interesting thing specifically with this 
particular style of mustering is that it's probably been, according to a couple of sources I looked at, see, the most tested of all the Psalms, certainly with the date that I looked at up to 2015, seven years ago, uh, when a lot of the uh, products like this were in development, it had the most studies of all the Psalms at that time. Now, whether that's still the case, I don't know. But that's interesting in and of itself, guys. It means it's had the most work. It's had the most results, the most looking at side effects, the most seeing whether or not it's it's useful. But as I said, Steve, I mean, this is almost in its way uh, when you've got to remember in these medical studies, when they're talking about medical treatment, they're not making dietary changes. They're not having these subjects go to gym and work out. So the simple fact that you're adding muscle and losing fat in a person that's not hitting the gym tells you just how effective this drug is, Steve. Back to you. So let's kind of get into more about how it's used in fitness because everyone wants to know that. If you're listening to this, obviously you want to know how yeah. you can best use it. So one of the most fat challenging things in weight training, especially as you get older, is the wear and tear you're going to put on your body. So recovery, the trauma that you're going to be putting on your soft tissues, and you know that's going to come back to bite you, right? So it's brutal on our bodies when we weight train, especially if you're pushing yourself really, really hard. So it puts a lot of pressure on the joint. So one of the things with, with Osterine MK2866 that's really good is it can help heal these nagging injuries instead of covering up them up. And they it works by actually strengthening your soft tissues as your muscles get stronger. So it could be something that you might want to consider throwing into your, your typical steroid cycle, especially on a strength cycle for that reason. Now, one of the benefits that it has, obviously, is it binds to androgen receptors. And that's what SARMs do. So you build more lean muscle mass without causing nasty side effects from anabolic steroids. So you're not going to blow up with tons of water weight. And you're not going to get those types of androgenic side effects because it is selective. So it's not going to hit your reproductive system as well, like anabolic steroids. It's not going to cause other issues like organ strain, as much organ strain as, as anabolic steroids do. So everything is basically slight. It's slight organ strain, depending on how much you're using, depending how you're stacking yeah. it. If you stack yeah. a bunch of SARMs together, you're going to get some. I I, I don't know why people think that you're not going to get some type of organ strain when you stack. Any, any foreign substance you put in your body is going to have to get go through your liver, go through your kidneys. So you're going to have some strain, but it's not going to be like, like anabolic steroids. So that's, that's one of the benefits of using SARMs versus steroids. So jump in there. Yeah. I want to jump in here, Steve. Two things. One, which I'm going to get you to address momentarily, which we talked about in a pre-show and the other thing. Now I just said in in my last preamble that, uh, you know, adding muscle and losing fat in a medical study, you have to remember guys, this is not a pill that you can take or a product you can take where you don't have to go to the gym and those things are going to happen. The difference between a medical study, especially for medical conditions like cancer, is that some cancers, you will have muscle wasting. So you're taking a drug, this is osterine, to prevent muscle wasting. So in a study where they are looking at people with cancer that would naturally have muscle wasting, and especially as a result of some of the medical treatments, and seeing added muscle and seeing a loss of body fat is not the same as people with no cancer, no pre-existing medical conditions, using it for performance-enhancing purposes. You still need to work out, guys. You still need to have a solid diet. The other thing, which I talked about to Steve in the pre-show, I'm going to get him to talk about again now, is 
the difference between medical use, studies use, treatment for cancer, et cetera, et cetera, and the doses, therefore, and the difference between what we see in performance enhancing use. Now, Steve's covered this multiple times on the forums, but we haven't really addressed it uh, until now, and when, as we are about to. The difference between PED use and dosing, Steve, and the difference between medical studies and clinical use, if you'd like to explain. If you want to cover yeah, so sir, sir, it's very simple. So, you know, when they do the clinical studies, obviously they're more going after people who are middle-aged, older people with types of situations, with muscle-wasting diseases, stuff like that. But yeah. us as athletes, we're going to use a different dosage. We're going to use a dosage for athletic performance. So we're not, our, you know, we're not in a situation where we're wasting away 20, 30, 50 pounds. Um, from some type of disease, we're in a situation where we're trying to take, you know, break a plateau, get to the next level, or maybe we're in a situation where and we're kind of going to discuss how to use it. Maybe we're in a situation where we're injured, we have nagging injuries, we're take, we're kind of deloading, we're going to a, a deload uh, period where we're instead of going to the gym four or five times a week, we're going to the gym once or twice a week for a period of time just to kind of give our soft tissues a chance to, to catch up. So obviously your dosing would be very different at PED levels. So we're, yeah, we're definitely going to, we're going to talk about how to stack it in just a second mobster. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that pretty much sums it up right there. So I want to kind of get into overall, what are the benefits in terms of using them at the dosages that we use it as? Basically, the four, well, bottom line, there's four main advantages that we get. Gaining mild strength. You're not going to gain a crazy amount of strength on Osterine. It's If you're looking for a lot of strength, then go with anabolic steroids because Osterine is definitely not going to do it. But you're going to gain some mild strength. You'll gain five or ten pounds on your lips. You're not going to gain 50 pounds. You're going to gain pure and lean muscle mass. You're not going to gain a bunch of water in the cells of the muscles, you're not going to gain a bunch of bloat. You're not going to gain 20 pounds. You may gain two pounds, but it's going to get good, clean muscle mass. <clears throat> and then, of course, when you're in a cut, for example, or if you're injured, you have to take a break from the gym or anything like that, you can help pre preserve that muscle while you're taking a break. So those are the three main advantages. And then the fourth, as I discussed earlier, you're going to strengthen and repair your joints and soft tissues. So that's one of the things that guys have been reporting that it helps with that. And this may be why a lot of these guys who are in very impactful sports, like we've seen UFC fighters, we've seen NFL athletes get busted for Osterine. And you wouldn't think they'd be using Osterine. Um, Taylor Luan, he's one of the most dirtiest players in the NFL. He's an offensive tackle, huge guy, great player, but a bit of an asshole and a bit of a hothead. And he's been a hothead his entire career. He even got in trouble while he was in college for something as well, for getting in fights and stuff. And he gets into a lot of fights during games. He's he's very, very a uh, little bit mentally unhinged. But in all <laughs> seriousness, um, he had to get a four-game suspension in 2019 because he got busted for Austrian. So why did he use Austrian going into the season? You have to make the assumption that he was trying to get himself healthy. He was trying to help his beat up body and then another guy 
UFC fighter Sean O'Malley. I don't really follow UFC fighting, but I know in UFC fighting, you get beat up a lot. So why was he using it? Probably the same reason. He wanted to help himself recover for his next fight. And he got suspended for six months back in 2019. So around you know the late 2010s, a lot of athletes started be- getting busted for it. So it's definitely something that works. They wouldn't be using it if it didn't help with something. I'll jump in here, Steve. There's three things, really. One is extending an athletic career, regardless of the sport you're in. And quite simply, the more time... I mean, as an example, Steve, here in the United Kingdom with uh, soccer, uh, the deals that they have, the contracts that they have quite often come down to how many games you play per season, how much you'll get paid if you're injured and you're not playing on the pitch, the opportunity to score a goal. That's like a kind of bonus situation and so on. So, Steve, the idea that an athlete wants to use it to be on the pitch longer, to be on 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 the field longer, and to have chances at scoring points, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, as a result of the terms and conditions of their contract, then it's going to be used for that reason, if nothing else. It's also worth mentioning, as you said already, because these guys have been busted. That we've mentioned it before, not just for uh, Psalms, but for anabolic steroids as well. The organisations are getting better and better and better. Do not think because it's a Psalm that you won't get caught. You may well get caught. It doesn't necessarily mean specifically to one drug over another drug, but trust me, organizations are getting better right across the board at detecting the the, the analogs, you detect trace amounts and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's that's hundred percent right there. See, the, the last thing, and that's interesting for me in myself, which you and I have spoken about, is literally as you said, just for ourselves, never mind the athletes getting more time on the field, but more time on the pitch, more time in the game. It's Soft tissue repair that Steve says, and we see all too often um, members of forums, etc., talking about injuries, ongoing stuff, etc., and so forth. Austrian seems to me, Steve is right up there with growth hormone in a milder way, of course, at being able to repair those niggling, smaller injuries. You're not going to repair a torn bicep, guys, but the niggling bits and pieces of pain that come as a result of lifting heavy weights and pounding away in the gym. So that there, right there, Steve, to me, I can understand why athletes do it, why. Uh, our members would want to do it. But also, as I say, guys, if you are in a tested organization, be aware, be well aware that you may well get caught. These big organizations can afford to do it. If you're a pro-level athlete, and especially if you're a very well-paid pro-athlete, there's a very good chance that you're going to get caught. These guys probably had people working for them, should have helped them with that stuff, and they still got busted. How do you, Steve? So at the end of the day, side effects I discussed earlier, if you use too much of it, you use it in a stack, you know, these side effects kind of add up when it comes to the organ strain and stuff like that. But overall, you shouldn't experience very many side effects. Um, I've used it a couple times and really I didn't have any side effects. Um, nothing. My blood pressure didn't move. I didn't have organ strain. I didn't have any issues when I ran it by itself. But I've seen blood work with guys who have stacked Osserine with a bunch of other things, a bunch of other SARMs. Not even steroids. And I have seen, you know, the elevated kidney numbers, the elevated liver numbers. So there is going to be some side effects if you stack it. But if you use it by itself, don't expect the side effects. Another thing with suppression, we've seen with guys put up studies, if you run it and you notice, you may notice a little bit of suppression. So let's say your LH is at five, your LH may drop to four or three on Osterine, but it's not going to drop to zero like it would 
and shut you down like it would an anabolic steroid. So there is some slight suppression with it. So, but it's not severe suppression like anabolic steroids. So those are those are the basic issues. So I do recommend running a mini post-cycle therapy after you use Osterine for that reason, which would be a light dose, uh, an example of a light post-cycle therapy, a very, very light dose of, of Clomid or Novodex, and then running a very strong testosterone booster um, along with an NPCT. And that would work really good. So Mobster, talk about that a little bit. And then start moving us into how to how to uh, stack it and dosages. Yeah, so something I said to Steve in the pre-show, and it came as a result of looking at uh, pharmaceutical websites, but as well as obviously performance-enhancing uh, kind of websites and, and forums and references, etc. Was the the side effects that were seen in medical studies versus the side effects that we see in performance-enhancing use? And and I said to Steve was because it wasn't perfectly clear, Steve, that these people that are being studied in medical studies have medical conditions. And some of those medical conditions in and of themselves, and as I talked about earlier, some of the medical treatments for the medical conditions were as bad as the medical conditions. So when they would talk about tiredness or back pain, et cetera, nausea is another one, Steve, we, we very rarely see that, if at all, in uh, performance-enhancing use. So I'm thinking if you've got cancer, a specific type, and you're already potentially getting other medical treatments, you're all, you're going to feel tired, you're going to feel nauseous. And then they were taking some of that. So that's one of those, is it the use of the psalm or is it a result of the medical treatment and the psalm together versus someone who doesn't have cancer then using the products in a performance-enhancing situation and not seeing the same level of side effects. I've addressed previously, especially online, the idea of suppression, when guys talk about psalms not being suppressive, yes, they are. Some mild, some a little tiny bit more than that, but very rarely anything close to uh, anabolic use in that particular thing, situation. And again, we do recommend, for example, mini PCTs. We talk about testosterone boosters sometimes during the cycle as a way of uh, helping keep your things plump, so to speak, and so on and so forth. It's manageable, guys, and it's certainly... A lot less, as Steve said, when when he talks about the numbers, he says you go from five to a four versus five to a one on anabolics. So keep that in mind. Don't think because it's a psalm that you're 100% not going to see suppression. You may well do. And in the case of Austrian, you expect to see mild suppression. And that's based on, again, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of users coming back with numbers, coming back with the bloods, as Steve says before, and, you know, and their own specific, you know, reports and logs and blogs, et cetera, that they've kept and saying, you know, I felt a little bit of this, I felt a little bit of that, but it's not comparable to an anabolic steroid, not even close to Now, some stacking, one of the things I want to make clear, and I said this to Steve in the pre-show, we referenced it a little bit earlier on, the difference between medical use and performance-enhancing use and the lack, in my opinion, specifically, of a necessity so sometimes, and we see this a little bit too often, with members saying, oh, if if, I, if 30 milligrams is a sweet spot, what would happen if I took 50? Well, not much of anything above and beyond the 30, guys. So even when you're stacking, I don't see necessarily the need to up the dosages at all. You will not. Same as in steroids, use, as Steve well knows. You will not see double the results because you've doubled the dose. There is a sweet spot. Now, if you're stacking, of course, you're using multiple drugs. So let's keep that very, very clear. 
Uh, to be honest with you, Steve, it's very versatile, and there's a bunch of things that you can do. I mean, as an example, a simple, very simple stack, Steve, and again, we'd, we'd make sure these are sort of recommended dosages, guys, would be something like uh, S4, Anderin, and GW, Carderin. And that would be a great stack for recomping, meaning gaining muscle and losing fat at the same time, as we well know. And you don't need to run that long. Look at the dosages, guys. We see this quite often. I think in the case of uh, Osterin, Steve, 25, 50 milligrams, we have seen people run it at higher numbers. But is there a need to do that? I don't think so. 25 milligrams a day is typical. 90% of users are using that, Steve. Just as, as an example of that, we have a few going down to lower amounts. And also something else well worth mentioning, especially when it comes to dosing here, Steve, would be um, 12 and a half milligrams to 25 milligrams a day for women. And we quite often do this, if we say, as a starting point uh, for those ladies that are listening, start with a half dose of any of the psalms that we talk about and increase in time to a, a similar dose to, to men just to see if there are any specific issues that you might encompass. And, I mean, for example, ladies, you're not necessarily looking to gain pounds and pounds of muscle, which which the fellas and the chaps might be. And it's as simple as that. And again, it's a question of, with the female hormones, seeing how you feel on. That's not a particularly great issue, Steve. We don't get lots of negative feedback or bad reviews in that particular way from the Assams, but it's just one of those, let's see what happens and uh, taking care. What do you think? Always the rule with females when it comes to SARMs is I always recommend just doing half the dosage that you see men use. So if something is 50, go 25. If something is 25, go 12 and a half. That would be a good a good um, thing. Because females, you know, typically you're going to weigh less than a guy. So guys who are in the fitness industry, and you know, who, who are gym rats and stuff, going to weigh around 200. Women are going to weigh typically 120, 130, 140. So, you know. The, the golden rules just do have so something else Steve I was just thinking yeah and looking especially with Osterin when we talked about tissue repair um, Steve and I are both the wrong side of 40 and so we're looking at for help and aids that will help with our joint and soft tissue uh, re repair and recovery so as a very good example another stack you could do Steve would be with Nutribol MK677 uh, which is a well-known uh, product for helping with the joints and running these two things together along as, as we say here with deloading in the gym and otherwise taking a little bit less weight at a slightly lower volume as a way of helping the body recover and those two things together synergistically helping you recover and helping you with soft tissue and, and minor injuries. And the last one, Steve, I'm not a big fan of bridging full stop. You might want to uh, uh, talk about this. It's one of those ones, and again with men, if you're lowering the dose with a suggested dose here, guys, that's uh, 25 milligrams for a short period of time, for example, four weeks, as a bridging agent. Now, I'd like you to talk about this, Steve, because in my opinion, and I've said this a million times on on, on the forums, guys, I, I'm i not a fan of bridging, not at all, even with Psalms. So if you want to address this, Steve, to give your thoughts on it. So here's the thing, like a lot of people do something called blasts and cruise, or they like to bridge in between cycles to kind of keep their gains and then hop back on. So let's say you run a steroid cycle and then you want to bridge with a low dose of testosterone or you want to bridge with another steroid or, or something like that. It would be safer to go with Austrian as a bridge rather than running an anabolic steroid because at least with the, with the Austrian, your body can recover 
while you're on that osterine and your body won't be shut down while you're on that osterine. So it's better than using anabolic steroids. It's better than just staying on if you wanted to blast and cruise or wanted to run a cycle bridge and run another cycle. So is it the best option in terms of, you know, your reproductive system and maybe even your health long-term? Yeah. No, but heck, if you're yeah. going to do it, at least do it the healthier way. Yes. And Osterine would be, would be a good option. SARMs would be a good option between cycles. So some guys will do that. They'll go from steroids to SARMs to steroids to SARMs rather than just staying on steroids year round. So, yeah. you know, is it something I recommend and Mobster recommends? No, no, we both cycle. We, we cycle steroids. But look, I, the bottom line is we know a lot of you guys listening to this, you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, yeah. you're in your 40s, you're in your 50s. A lot of you saying at this point, you're like, fuck it. I just want to stay on year round. So <laughs> at least if you're going to stay on year round, you can. This is an alternative for you yes. to kind of go up. So Monster touched on that uh, one more time. And then um, I want to talk about the triple stack before we kind of get into uh, the final discussion. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, guys. So I want to try and keep this short and sweet because it's one of my, we could easily turn into a mobster rant. Listen, a lot of you out there, as Steve said, especially the younger guys, are super keen on adding a ton of muscle as quick as short a time as possible. And I've addressed that on the forum just recently, Steve, the idea that that's absolutely crazy. And I say that as a bigger gentleman, all right? So the idea that you want to gain 20 pounds and you want to gain 30 pounds, it's kind of crazy because if I had a magic wand and I was your fairy godmother and you gained 20 pounds, it would be horrible. It would take you months to get used to. So it's better to have smaller gains. Now, what I also see sometimes, and Steve's quite correct, and as, again, it seems to be the younger guys, is that they'll train like demons on Steve. They'll eat like it's going out of fashion on, and they will make the gains. And the moment they come off, and it doesn't matter if it's a SARM or an anabolic steroid, they go back to how they was before. And I don't just mean physically, they lose that muscle, they lose that strength, but they stop eating the vast the adjustedly higher amount, or not necessarily vast amount, but more food, specifically more protein. They ease back on the training, and then they wonder why the body's not retaining the muscle and the strength that they had before. You haven't given it a reason to, guys. And so the idea that, as Steve quite correctly says, is that a lot of these guys blast and cruise, and as that means doing a lot of or a higher dose of steroids during the blast to add muscle and to get stronger, to get leaner, and then lowering the dose vis-a-vis cruising to the idea of using the lower dose to retain the muscle and the strength and to keep the fat off. So that basically means they are adjusting the drugs. They're not adjusting anything else. I've addressed this in my tips section on the forums, right? So I'm going to say adjust the amount that you require to maintain the muscle tissue. If you're 200 pounds and it takes 3,000 calories and you add, very fortunately, 20 pounds, it won't still take the same amount of calories. It won't still take the same amount of weights that you had that you were using in the gym, whether that's the volume or the reps or the, the poundage on the bar, that it was required to maintain 200 pounds. It would require an adjustment. And that's what you need to do. I, I, both Steve and I are great examples of the other side because if we were still the same size as when we first started training, Steve, or did our first cycle – then what the hell have we been doing for the last 20 years? It doesn't make any sense to me. And we haven't needed to maintain any muscle tissue that we gained or size that we gained or strength that we gained by doing loads and loads and loads of drugs consistently. And as Steve said, even if the guys 
choose to do that, but it'd be in their bodies. We're talking about a, a longer-term view. So if you're older athletes, tend to take that longer-term view more than younger athletes, who just by our nature and probably just because of our age. And it's as simple as, as Steve said already. It could be forgetting the effect on your libido, forgetting the effect on your ability to get a young lady pregnant, if that's what you want, and other health issues which came, come with constant use, and then specifically constant higher and then lower and then higher and then lower use versus taking complete time off, full recovery, and like I said, Gwaz, it's not it's not rocket science, but it can feel like it sometimes, tweaking the amounts of food that you eat to allow for the muscle tissue that you gained to re be retained. And there's something else, Steve, I think, which is a bit of a, it's, it's kind of more of a head fuck than anything else. And that's, for example, gaining 10 pounds a cycle, but only being able to keep five or six pounds. That's kind of nature of the beast, guys. You will lose some of the weight. It's it's a kind of a given. But changing and things like I've said to you before will help you keep some of that. Psalms, as Steve quite correctly says, for those of you that decide that that's the way that you want to go, are a safer, lower risk option. And if that's the way that you want to go, then this is probably a way that you could do it versus anabolics, specific anabolic steroids consistently rather than anabolics, psalms, anabolic psalms. So, yeah, I, I agree with Steve. For those of you guys, it's a, it's a better option, but there's an even better option again. I would do it this way, Steve. I would do an anabolic and then a full PCT and tweak and make adjustments, and then a psalm cycle, and then a, a mini PCT, making adjustments, tweaking my training, my nutrition, and then anabolics again. Guys, you've got the rest of your life. It's a, it doesn't have to be all done in the first one, two years. It can be 10, 15, 20 years. A healthy lifestyle, adding muscle, being stronger, being leaner forever, for 30 years, for 40 years, for decades. Think long-term, think health, and try and follow our advice as far as the uh, healthier options that are available. But again, it's your choice, so we're giving you some options. Back to you, Steve. So last but not least, before we finish out the show, i got to talk about the triple stack. Now, the triple stack, you know, it's been around for about, I'd say about 10 years now. And it was kind of put together kind of by accident. A bunch of uh, bunch of guys put it together. And they realized this is a really, really good stack for recomping, which is going to help you gain muscle while losing fat at the same time. So if you have your diet on point, you have your training on point, and you run this stack, it's a great, great option. And it would be a combination of running the Osterine with S4 Angerine and GW Carterine. So you'd run those three together. I'd say about 25 to 50 milligrams of the Osterine, 50 milligrams of the S4, and then 20 milligrams of the GW. Very simple yeah. stack, eight to 10 weeks. You can really, really look good. You're not going to drastically change your physique like you would going on Trenbolone and Masteron, for example, anabolic steroids, very rough anabolic steroids. But you're going to kind of, you definitely have a physique change without the nasty side effects that you would get from uh, shutting yourself down on anabolic steroids and other issues. So that pretty much sums it up. I think we've covered just about everything, Mobster. So um, final thoughts, and then take us into the disclaimer. I mean, Steve just mentioned uh, Trend, for example. He uh, talks about harsher steroids. This is a great thing about Psalms, especially, Steve. You, know, you never hear, for example, I mean, and don't get, don't make me wrong, guys, as effective as Trend is, it does come with some nasty side effects. So you don't hear people saying, I lost a load of hair. You don't hear people talking like, well, like you do with Trent, Trensomnia, I can't sleep. I lay awake sweating all night. You don't hear about horrible, horrible back pumps or shin pumps that require treating with taurine or lowering the dosages. 
You don't hear people complaining about terrible acne unless, of course, their psalms have been spiked, which occasionally happens to even we addressed in a previous show. What you do hear about is nice, easier to keep, keepable gains, again, with those tweaking numbers that I've talked about already, the suggestions with psalms, and especially with Osterine. What I especially like with Osterine, and I think this is the, the this would be the clincher for me, Steve, if I was going to use it, would be, again, with something like Nutribowl, that soft tissue repair and recovery. So as Steve said, you're not going to blow up and turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're not going to add 10, 15, 20 pounds in here. I could see the typical user gaining three, four pounds on this particular, on on, 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 on Osterine on its own. But especially if they backed off in the gym, Steve, because that in itself would help a little bit. And especially that, for me, the golden nugget that will come away with Osterine would be that soft tissue repair and recovery from injuries and so on. And this is the minor stuff, guys. Again, no quad tears, no, no, no black muscle ripped off the bone, nothing like that. These are the small stuff that we do when we're pounding away in the gym. Sometimes we need to ease off. Sometimes we need to take off. And sometimes Osterine would be a perfect drug to be used in this particular example. And then again, gaining three or four pounds. And when we talk about side effects, it's just not no sign really, Steve, possibly S4. Very, 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 no sign that I can think of. And even with S4 would be comparable to trend-like side effects. So keep that in mind, guys. Something else very, very quickly, and I've, I've mentioned this, but I've talked to Steve in different shows. It's the difference between anabolic steroid use and potential for side effects and some use, and then some use compared to clinical. Quite simply, with Osterin, for example, it's typically in a performance-enhancing situation used at a higher amount than it would be in a clinical situation, but a lower amount than it would be if it was an anabolic steroid. So keep that, those kind of things in mind with side effects versus gains and, and then compare it against side effects of an anabolic. I can see that this is, to me, this is a great one, Steve. And as we said again, uh, the triple stack uh, for you guys out there that are looking to exactly like we saw in the studies with those people with medical conditions, gaining muscle and losing fat at the same time, Steve. And that was with Osterine on its own in the study, along with other sums that have been looked at. So that on its own, if you had a medical position versus an athlete who does not, and then the triple stack, I mean, yes, that, that would be a fucking great thing to do, Steve. I mean, GW is amazing, and you don't have to go crazy on the doses. As always, guys, please note we are not doctors, and the opinions on these shows are hours and hours alone. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcast are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.